Hey, I'm Marley. I'm Kieran. And this is Getting Nuts, our nut-themed podcast. I ate a macadamia nut today. I may have had a cashew. Just kidding. That was a prank. This is actually Inside PFS, the school podcast. And we're going to be talking about this wacky and tubular school we both go to. Isn't that right? That's correct. Okay. So how have you been doing, Kieran? Um, I've been doing alright. I'm feeling conflicted about the school year ending. How have you been doing? I've been doing pretty good. I guess I'm about to say oh, the same about the school year ending. It's like, you know, I'm not going to be coming back next year. Neither are you. We're just going to be gone, like, permanently. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to be doing other things. Probably not, you know, very productive things at first, but other things. Yeah. I still want to be involved in the school because I care about it a lot still. Agreed. What are your plans for this fall? That's a great question. <laughs> mm, same. Um, okay. There's a few things we want to talk about. Uh, so, this year... There's been a lot more responsibility in the hands of the students. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've had the most student-led clerkships by far in the 2018-2019 school year. I personally hold three clerkships, and I know a bunch of other students around uh, my age group hold like one to two clerkships as well. Um, I hold two clerkships. I'm... um... A co-attendance clerk and an elections clerk. I am the aesthetics clerk, or co-aesthetics clerk, excuse me. Um, I am the games clerk, and I am the deputy fundraising clerk. Can you tell me about what it's like to be attendance clerk? Yeah, um... In some ways, it's... One of the most important clerkships or like highest pressure because of um legality stuff um we have so much power um and it's you know the way that we handle attendance is essential to the school succeeding i um the reason I wanted to be an attendance clerk this year is because I wasn't really happy with the way attendance was being handled last year, um, and I wanted to change that um, in a way that I thought was still reasonable or responsible. Well, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> I've seen you and your co-clerk doing a lot of fun attendance work in the sunroom. All types of little click-clacking on the keyboard. All types of, what about this? What about that? You know? The um, the other clerk is a staff. Yes. Um, Some of the clerkships I took on this year, there's been a lot of fun challenges to pass, you know, complete. Um, I, uh, as aesthetic clerk, one of the main goals I had for this year was to rearrange our sunroom and the way I ended up doing that was um uh, with the help of staff members I moved one of the 
bookshelves a little further in. I got we got a curtain like installed. It was really annoying because you know it's like cement, so we had to use like a power drill, like a like a high grade drill to actually get the the nails in so we could hang the curtains. It was it was a whole thing. It took about overall the whole process took about you know a month and a half we moved some of the couches around we made the room like more accommodating to more people um and kind of to do with that i'm also the games clerk which is like board games video games and as games clerk i got you know a bunch of board games this year i got a big donation from red caps corner in west philly should we maybe talk about the center room a little bit to give context for moving things and stuff yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think in a second. I, I wanna, okay. I want to touch more on clerkship okay. before we move on. Yeah, another interesting clerkship I had was uh, a fundraising clerk. Mm-hmm. That was pretty fun. Um, it, me and a staff person were, I was the deputy fundraising clerk, and what that really entailed was a lot of just like, should we do this or that? Should we do this or that? But then around when our uh, annual appeal started, I sat down with a staff member and different donors and asked them for money like i had to actually be like hey um money please to a real human being who's sitting across from me at a table you know which is pretty daunting when you're 17 and don't have a real understanding of like actual adult responsibility firsthand but i did it and it was a great learning experience really being able to like firsthand get those things over with yeah. yeah it sounds like a lot of pressure yeah. well um uh as you're saying about the sunroom the sunroom is where i i think both of us spend like 90 percent of the day yeah and the only times we don't is when <laughs> like jc or school meeting if one of us is doing that that's well, pretty much bathroom yeah ba- but it's still like 90 percent of the day yeah, yeah. um but, yeah. Uh, the sunroom is where a good amount of the people our age group hang out. It's mostly in there or the the music room, but mm-hmm. I don't really hang out in there that much, so I'm not really sure what's going on in there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Around every day, there's around, like, ten students in the sunroom, all around, like, twelve and up, about most of them. Yeah. More on the older side, like... 16 to 18 but yeah the sunroom is is quite a strange culture because it's it's kind of like three subgroups in one room that do a lot of co-mingling yeah. yeah there's me and some of my closer friends and we play a lot of video games and do a lot of drawing and then there's like the people who sit on the couches and then there's also uh i guess there's just all the other mis- like miscellaneous people that just kind of come in there throughout the day all mostly right. from other rooms but Alright, people, is that a... Th- I don't know if that's a different... It's group. it's not... It's slightly different, because some of the people who play games don't do art, some of the people who do art don't play games, you know? But it's, like, it's for the most part just, like, 10 to 12 people every day who just kind of co-mingle, but also have, like, these small... Yeah. It's, like, clicky, but also not clicky at all. Yeah. I'm not sure if there are really more people than me and, like, one of my close friends who are couch people, so to speak. I guess, yeah. But it's like the couch is definitely the thing where there's the most people who circulate in and yeah, out of it. Yeah. Like it's it's definitely like like there's me, Kieran, and about 
give me one, two, three, four, like ten. I think like ten people who are in there like every day consistently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's you know two to three more people who come in and like are only there sometimes, but are like still part of the community. I guess part of like the energy that that room brings in. I guess I should say I'm eighteen. Oh yeah, I'm I'm seventeen, eighteen in August, but yeah. And also, the center room is uh, an M room, mature yeah. content room, which is just like there's more mature discussion, which isn't really mature. We talk about like <laughs> we talk about more, I guess, technically mature subjects, but in a completely immature way because we're a bunch of you know hooligans. Hooligans, yeah. It's mostly just swearing a lot, I guess. There's a lot of swearing, and there's a lot of just like like terrible hypothetical i guess that sounds bad but just like like <laughs> things that are just upsetting to think about but while not being like terrible yeah there's a lot of argument like everyone in the sunroom is really argumentative but mm-hmm. like in a very fun way it never gets serious it's just like like how do you eat your ramen that's the thing we've gotten into a fight a few times about yeah how to pronounce words those have got pretty heated it's because like everyone in there knows that like it's not serious, and we all just like to argue because it, like, it helps work on a lot of skills to just, like, argue a point, debate a point, you know? Yeah, and I don't think there's a lot of, I guess, high school-age people that cannot do that yeah. with acquaintances or, like, friends even. Yeah, without it being taken too seriously. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone in there takes those fights very seriously at all. I don't think anyone does, actually. no. I was yelling at Noah about some food thing a few weeks ago. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess that's all we really have to say about the sunroom. Yeah. There isn't really much else. That's kind of, you know, that's what we do. We're just in there. In there. Goofing off. Goofing D- on. Discussing. Yes. Discussion. I, I take naps sometimes. Ooh, me too. I actually don't take naps because it totally ruins my sleep schedule if i nap <laughs> at all it's terrible but um yeah sleep speaking of sleeping mm-hmm. what do you do after you sleep go to school yes transit talk time transit talk welcome to the podcast within a podcast transit talk i'm kieran i'm marley <laughs> <laughs> wait <laughs> I'm, I'm 17 years old i'm 18 i honestly i'm a little tired i I didn't mean to say your name. I, like, legitimately didn't mean to say I'm Kieran. I don't know what happened. But, um, Maybe we should talk about sleep a little bit more. Yeah, because we need it. <laughs> uh, bef- uh, uh, just for context, I was in Japan for eight days, so my sleep schedule is ruined, because that place is 13 hours in the past. Yes. Or f- future. It's future. future. But still, it's terrible. And it really messes up sleeping. Jet lag is fun. But uh, transit talk. Yeah, so I live the maybe the furthest out of any student. I'm pretty The only other person I can think of is like maybe Rosemary because she lives in New Jersey. but Yeah, she takes Pekka though, so yeah. she doesn't live that. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, and that was... I guess initially that was a big decision for me to think, like, can I do this every day? Can I um, have an hour-long commute every day um, and still want to come to school and 
be able to consistently do that. And I think it's been really beneficial for me to be able to get up every day and do something that um time consuming I guess um also I I much prefer to be in the city than where I live and I if I didn't come here I don't think I would have much experience with transit and I think that's a very valuable skill for everyone to have. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I live in a, I live in West Philly, so it's a lot simpler for me to get here. I just, I take a bus or the thing I've been doing recently, like pretty much, actually every day for the past, I guess, few weeks I've been at school is biking. I've just been, it's, it's so simple and so, it like, it just takes less time to bike here than it takes to bus from my house because the bus is really inconsistent and gets caught in like South Philly traffic all the time because it goes down Grace Ferry and that street is a mess between the times of like 8 and 11. Yeah. It's oh, it's a pain. But biking is just like a really great experience cuz it's just so peaceful in the morning. What if you bike to school from like two hours away. So actually, I don't know if you remember this, but every 3 weeks I do run a marathon to school. I wake up at 12 a.m. and I take a shower because, of course, I need to take a shower and then I go on my way. I think that's really calmed my mind. You know, I've aged maybe 10 years in the span of two years because of this. Is it a bad or good thing? I don't know. I like to do the thing called no bridges allowed where Mm -hmm. I have to get to school. But I can't use bridges. So I swim across the school goal every two or three weeks. Swimming is so good for your joints. Yeah, sometimes the otters try to pull me under and I have to fight them off. I hate those men. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Once I got, um, I was was in New Jersey for, you know, one reason or another. And I was uh, swimming across the Delaware, as I like to call it, East Philadelphia. And some of the genetically... Uh, the genetic mutant fish people that mm-hmm. live in East Philly tried to pull me under and make them make me their king, but um, through a series of hijinks, I ended up escaping and getting to school on time. You had to refuse. Yeah, I had to, I had to trick them. Actually, I made a mannequin that looks like me out of kelp. Okay. And I I I, I put myself in a little bed and I snuck away in merman clothing. That is something you would not learn in public school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How to escape a mutant society. How to create a sculpture of yourself from kelp. Yeah. It already looked vaguely human. I just drew a face on it. Okay, okay. that's I get it. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I had to be pretty resourceful to do that, so thank you, PFS. Thank you. Um, Should we talk about gender stuff a little bit? I guess we should have introduced ourselves with their pronouns. Oh, yeah. Um, well... I'm Marley. I use they, them pronouns. I'm Kieran. I use he, him pronouns. I am a transgender man. I'm a little bit of everything. <laughs> I'm the middle. Um, do you want to say anything? I don't know. There's, it's just who I am. There's like not really much I can say about it. It's, no. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean like your experience at school with it. I don't, I don't know. I'm not really like... I don't know. With my gender, I'm never really super 
open about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's it's definitely bad for me, <laughs> but I'm never super like I'm I'm not all the way out, and it's not that I have a problem with being out. It's just that like I just don't do it. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't. I would still be in a really weird place if my parents hadn't come out for me to a lot of people. <laughs> um, yeah, I think sometimes I forget like how lucky I am to be in a place like this as a trans person because although maybe I... I'm misgendered, or people say um, bad stuff to me. I do feel safe here, and um, I can't think of any other school where I would feel safer. I don't. Um, we have all gender bathrooms, which is very nice. Um, and. Uh, in that um, sense, I guess no one really questions who goes in what bathroom, which is really um, a feat in a lot of ways because of, I don't know, you don't see that very much in schools especially. You just don't see that. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very few places where all gender bathrooms are actually properly respected yeah. and not used as like a like we're so woke mm-hmm. thing, you know people yeah. actually respecting it and not being terrible just like do you look like a cis man in the male bathroom i don't <laughs> think so get out of here buddy yeah i i don't use gendered public bathrooms um and i i probably would have much harder time if we only had gender bathrooms here even though I am like a binary trans person I've just had um experiences in them that I don't want to risk having again (laughs) um and yeah I guess that's all gender bathrooms are a way that make a lot of people feel as safe as they possibly can yeah, I can't go into, like, a female bathroom without getting, like, terrible looks. Just, like, yeah. the most nasty looks. I, at this point, I can't go in either bathroom. Fair, fair. Um, I have, I haven't attempted in a long time. I'm, oh, I, sorry, let me finish, but I'm, I'm, like, I'm androgynous enough that when I'm in the male bathroom, people look at me for a second, and then they're like, okay, wait. But when I'm in the the female bathroom, I'm, like, enough presenting male that people just give me dirty looks. Mm. Like, I don't know. It's in the male bathroom for a second. Some people are confused, but then they're like, oh, this is a cis male. I am good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I guess also another thing to say about gender is if someone is continuously misgendering me or saying transphobic stuff I can write them up and um, it will be handled and taken seriously that's very rare in schools and I think that's really important to 
be able to teach kids that it is something that matters and affects people, I guess. Especially seeing, like, such young kids with such, like, open minds mm-hmm. is really crazy. Yeah. Like, some of these kids, like, some of these younger students don't, don't get it, but they have the energy, you know? It's like, like, people are like, well, are you a guy or a girl? Until, like, new students come in and they're like, I look like a guy, what else would I be? And they're like, yeah. well, some guys look like girls here. Yeah. Like, like they don't get it, but, like, like they, will, they have though. the energy. Yeah, yeah they yeah. will. They got the spirit. Um, I'm, I'm, I feel like that's all we really can touch on here. I don't know. I'm not sure if there's much else to yeah. talk about. Yeah, I think that might be it. That's everything on the list. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. This has been Getting Nuts with Kieran and Marley, and also Transit Talk with Kieran and Marley, but yeah. not uh, inside PFS because, um, well, I don't know what you're talking about. We don't go here. We just kind of walked in. Oh. And we saw recording equipment and just started using it. I thought you were supposed to say that. <laughs> uh, that was a goof. We are certified jesters. We went to jester school. I uh, did get some walnuts today, though, for $5 a pound. Oh, wow, that's actually really good. Yeah, what a steal. Jeez. At my work, they have, like, what are they? They're, like, tiny peanuts. They're, like, peanuts, but they're, like, $20 a pound. And tiny I just, peanuts? Yeah, they taste like peanuts, but they're, like, smaller and, like, more flavorful. I have no idea what you mean. I don't know. I forget what they're called. They have, like, a weird name, but they're, like, $20 a pound, and every time I look at them, I, like, lose hope in, like, humanity. It's uh-huh. just, like, there's probably a reason those are $20, but it's probably not justified. Yeah. I kind of went on a nut tangent. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's all. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Thank you.